Hey there, and welcome to episode number 198 of Marvel by the Month, the podcast that takes you through the history of Marvel Comics one month at a time. In this episode, that month is July 1973. My name is Brian Stratton. Mine is Rob Milne. I'm Jamie Winger. And our guest this week is once again tied for the most frequent guest on the show with Joe Keating, who is an actual comics <laughs> professional. Uh, he also holds the undisputed title for guest who generates the most listener feedback, for better or worse. Uh, if you have listened to 20 episodes of this show, you are statistically likely to have heard him at least once. So you know what you're getting yourself into. It's our friend and yours, Mr. Noah Campbell. Uh, hello, hello. 20 episodes? For real? Uh, he's done no, 10. No, I have, yeah. Oh, like okay. Between every 20 the, episodes see, on okay. average. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 10 episodes? Or is, I can you, only remember This is number like 10. You're, you're double digits. You and Joe are the only uh, guests who've ever hit. Well, I want to apologize. I want to apologize <laughs> to your listeners. That's like a, a percentage of the total number of episodes that there are. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. Hey. It's it's serious. How are you doing, Noah? I'm doing well. Thank you for We're coming back. fun. And, yeah. We've been, off. we've been talking about uh, revenge films and what else? The we, Prisoner. The Prisoner. prisoner. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to everyone in the world lost. who recommended The Prisoner to yeah. me. Yeah. And uh, Werewolf by Night, of course. Yeah. Because uh, we can't go a week without talking a ton about <laughs> Werewolf by Night. For some reason. My first viewing of it was in the theater. Was a, I'm probably a, a rare a rare individual with yeah. that one. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's probably very few people who can say that. <laughs> Especially for like a horror lover. For you to not have like watched it when it came out yeah. on Disney Plus is weird. Even but after it was, it was recommended by a good friend. I yeah. yeah by, uh, <laughs> I may be a guy who's talking right now. And I right watch now. almost yeah. all, every piece of media that comes out of my house. I might have texted you, which is rare unless I'm asking you for like guitar parts where I'm like, Noah, Watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Well, we're on that subject. Do you do you have those guitar parts? <laughs> I recorded today when oh. I was supposed to be working. Oh, no. uh, oh, no. so I, I have two tracks. Uh, nice. All right. We'll talk about that. Yeah. All right. uh, and for listeners who don't know, uh, I uh, conscripted Noah into my... Uh, your satanic my, army. My, yeah. My, my <laughs> band called Devil Bots that we are uh, getting back on the road after... Uh, I mean, on the road is a really... Yeah. I'm Practicing not, is what yeah, he means. Yeah. On the road as in, like, driving a little bit down the street <laughs> yeah. to Dante's uh, to play get, a show. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're uh, getting it back together and huh. recording a demo now, finally. So uh, COVID is is over, Should officially. Have guys on the show sometime. The, the, whole, the, the whole band. The whole band. The whole band. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, fine. <laughs> Find out what you're in for. There's a lot of uh, personalities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, Barb's been on the show plenty. Yeah, she's in the band. There you go. Yeah, two, two, three fifths of Devil Bots have been uh, on the show so mm -hmm. far. So there you go. If we had a Patreon goal or something. Yeah. Yeah. If you or want. if we don't hit a Patreon. Or if we don't. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I, I think Kenichi and, and Tope are both interesting lads, so yep. it wouldn't be bad. But It'd be yeah. pretty good. Pretty good. Well, uh, that that's that's a great uh, goal to shoot for, um, and maybe we'll get to that someday. Uh, and, but today we have an episode to record. We got to talk about the Marvel Comics of July 1973. But before we can do that, oh my gosh, so many layers to this onion. <laughs> uh, we got to run through uh, some of the headlines and comics news for July 1973 to provide a little historical context. Um, Rob, would you mind kicking things off with what was going on in the news? Sure. 1st of July, 1973, the United States Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, mm. was created within the U.S. Department of Justice to enforce the Controlled Substances Act, merging the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs 
and the Office of Drug Abuse Law Enforcement. Those sound cooler. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dale? Dale is that acronym. <laughs> Dale? Drug Abuse Law Enforcement? Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, the Dale Agency. Okay. Or bonded <laughs> oh, that's for even Bureau better. of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Yeah. yeah. Bonded to James Bond. <laughs> On the third, David Bowie retired his Ziggy Stardust stage persona in front of a shocked audience at the Hammersmith Odeon at the end of his British tour. Whoa. He yeah. like killed Ziggy Stardust? Dang. Yeah. I wanna... He went back to Mars or something. He was always destined yeah. to return. Just waiting for us to figure it out. He's just floating in the sky. Yep. He's like cool Keith with all the personas. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> On the 7th of July, President Nixon sent a letter to U.S. Senator Sam Irvin, chairman of the U.S. Senate Watergate Investigation Committee, which read in part, In this letter, <laughs> I shall state the reasons why I shall not testify before the committee or permit access to presidential papers. I want to strongly emphasize that my decision in both cases, is based on my constitutional obligation to preserve intact the powers and prerogatives of the presidency and not upon any desire to withhold information relevant to your inquiry. (laughs) And went on to attempt to justify his position. (laughs) Uh, Nixon agreed five days later to meet with Senator Irvin at Irvin's request to avoid a fundamental constitutional confrontation between the Congress and the presidency. Holy smokes. Uh, on the 10th of July, the Bahamas was granted independence by the United Kingdom, becoming a nation with Sir Lyndon Pindling, its first prime minister, who and colonial governor Sir John W. Paul as its first governor general. That doesn't seem super independent. Yeah. <laughs> those those yeah. sirs don't sound independent at all. Yeah. 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 They were elected. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Caribbean archipelago nation remained within the Commonwealth. Did I say that right? Yeah. Like, yeah. My brain just you stumbled fried on out. Commonwealth, was it? Yeah. <laughs> you got past the difficulty. Like, yeah. I, I've been trying to it's remember like Caribbean versus Caribbean. and They're uh, both acceptable. Yeah. I've heard a lot of songs. Yeah. All right. What? Caribbean queen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's or a Caribbean. <laughs> or, uh, Captain Ron talks about that extensively. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> the Caribbean archipelago nation remained within the Commonwealth of Nations. I also want to compliment you on hitting archipelago twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flawless landing. Yeah. On the same day, John Paul Getty III, the rebellious 16-year-old grandson of the wealthiest man in the world, was kidnapped from the Piazza Farnese in Rome and held for 17 million ransom. His grandfather, John Paul Getty, refused to pay the ransom, arguing that giving money to terrorists would put his 13 other grandchildren at risk. <laughs> Smart. And he oh, doesn't no. like him. Oh, like. no. <laughs> uh, a ransom of $3.2 million would be paid in December, but only after the teenager's ear had been cut off by his kidnappers and sent to a Rome newspaper. Damn. What? Yep. Young Getty would be freed on December 15th. I love when you are reading these things for the first time on bike. <laughs> uh, it's like worth it, right? For the stumbling. It really like is. It, yeah, absolutely. That sounds like it's uh, right during the, the years of lead in Italy, which is a lot of turmoil going on, but a lot of cool and pretty horrible uh, revenge flicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and a teenager's ear getting cut off yeah, may so have been got, inspired. Uh, yeah. Kid loses an ear every now and then, but you also get some great Tons of good Italian. Yeah. Uh, he literally yeah, Italian has a whole other movies. ear. Like, yeah. It's fine. You said after the teenager's ear had been cut off and stuck in the middle with you just started playing in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, 
Uh, on the 11th of July, the most eagerly anticipated tennis match of the year was set up as 1973 Wimbledon, Wimbledon women's champion Billie Jean King accepted a challenge from 1939 Wimbledon's men's champion Bobby Ooh. Riggs to an unprecedented winner-take-all $100,000 prize. King, a self-described male chauvinist, had said earlier it was fair that men in professional tennis were paid more in Grand Slam events than women, and that he could defeat even the best woman player in the world. What was his argument for that it was fair for a... Because he's a pig. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you put it that way. Yeah, 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 all right. In his mind, men are better. Uh, in which case, full sure. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, on the 12th of July, actor Creighton Toll Cheney better known by his stage name of Lon Chaney Jr., died of cardiac failure in San Clemente, California at the age of 67. The son of actor Lon Chaney, Chaney Jr., was best known for playing Larry Talbot in The Wolfman, Count Alucard in Son of Dracula, Frankenstein's Monster in The Ghost of Frankenstein, and roles in several other universal horror films. Uh, uh, the next day, on the 13th of July... Uh, in a little metal by the month, or hard rock, depending on your stance. We'll allow it. Yeah, the <laughs> album uh, Queen One was released. This is the debut studio album by the British rock band Queen, <laughs> released by EMI Records in the UK and by Elektra Records in the US, and included the first song and single, Keep Yourself Alive. Nice. On the 16th, FAA Administrator and former White House aide Alexander Butterfield revealed to the United States Senate Watergate Committee that President Richard Nixon had secretly recorded potentially incriminating conversations. Whoops. Republican counsel Fred Thompson, later a U.S. senator for Tennessee, posed the question, Mr. Butterfield, are you aware of the installation of any listening devices in the Oval Office of the President? Butterfield replied, I was aware of the listening devices. Yes, sir. Whoa. <laughs> Two days later, the White House tape recording system was turned off permanently. <laughs> Why? What? Yeah. The horse has escaped. We are now shutting the barn door. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice work, Team America. <laughs> uh, on the 20th of June, uh, Lee Jun Fan, best known as the U.S.-born Hong Kong martial artist and actor, Bruce Lee died suddenly and less than a month before the August 19th release of his blockbuster film, Enter the Dragon. Although speculation abounded that he had been killed by various means, including a move called the vibrating palm, Lee's death was initially thought to be an allergic reaction to meprobamate, the active ingredient in the painkiller equagesic. Uh, but in 2022, medical researchers hypothesized that the actual cause of death might have been hyponatremia, uh, a low concentration of sodium in the blood caused by excessive water intake and previous kidney damage. Oh. But anyone who has seen the biopic Dragon the Bruce Lee story knows that it was probably a demon that haunted him and his father and his son Brandon. <laughs> yes, so. it's the curse of yeah. the family. Uh, on the 24th of July, Daryl Kane, a policeman in Dallas, Texas, shot and killed a 12-year-old boy, Santos Rodriguez, after the boy was handcuffed and sitting in a police car. What? Yep. Kane, a white officer, was indicted for murder of, of Rodriguez, a Hispanic American child, Outrage in Dallas led days later to a peaceful demonstration that then turned into a riot. Kane would be convicted of murder and serve 30 months of a five-year sentence. Wow. Oh. oh. I mean, it has, it's like, came so close to justice. Yeah. yeah. Convicted was a surprise. Right, and then right. uh, it, turned, it turns out that it, it didn't mean a lot. But mm. yeah. Brutal. 
on the 28th, the Summer Jam at Watkins Glen, a massive rock festival featuring the Grateful Dead, the Allman Brother Band, and the band took place at the Watkins Glen Grand Prix Raceway in New York. The festival attracted over 600,000 music fans, a record audience for the time. Wow. Cool. Um, Rob, what was happening in the comics industry this month? Uh, first, the irreverent Billy Graham, artist <laughs> of Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, celebrated his 38th birthday on July 1st. Comics colorist and longtime Marvel by the Month listener and patron, Jason Feinstone, was born in Atlanta, Georgia on July 6th. Hey. <laughs> uh, Basil Wolverton, whose grotesque caricatures had just started gracing the covers of DC's humor comic Plop, turned 64 years old <laughs> on July 9th. It will never not be funny. No, nope. <laughs> every time. I try to emphasize there's an exclamation on Plop, too. And yep. It's, uh, it's so um, evocative. Uh, Marvel horror artist Mike Plug turned 33, and embellisher extraordinaire Tom Palmer turned 31 on July 13th. I thought Tom Palmer was yeah. so much older because yeah. just of how we worked with Gene Colan and, and others. Like I did not know he was yeah. the young, yeah. younger than, you know, no, it turned out he was just a genius. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Not that uh, he's a genius. <laughs> he was a young, <laughs> we that. yeah, we knew that part. <laughs> uh, Mike Esposito, the inker of a thousand pen names, um, turned 46 on July 14th. And DC and Charlton comics inker and editor Dick Giordano celebrated his 41st birthday on July 20th. Uh, from July 4th through 8th, comic art convention took place in New York City's Commodore Hotel. Guests include Marie Severin, Tony Isabella, Julius Schwartz, Dave Cockrum, Gil Kane, C.C. Beck, and the infamous Dr. Frederick Wortham. The man who almost put comics out of business in the 50s. Oh, Definitely put like EC comics out of business. Yep. Uh, 215 comics hit the stands in July 1973, <laughs> making it yet another record-breaking month for no uh, for a number of titles published. So it just keeps breaking each month. Yep. 40 of them were published by DC Comics, including Detective Comics number 437, the first issue edited by Archie Goodwin, in which he reintroduces the Manhunter feature as a backup with artist Walt Simonson. Hey. And if you've never read the Goodwin Simonson Manhunter. It is incredible. They are like eight page stories and they are so dense and so perfectly crafted. Really? And these are Martian Manhunter? No, uh, no? The, it's a, a sort of, um, it was really, really early sort of like martial arts. Okay. That's, that's ringing a bell. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It's really good. Interesting. Yep. It's hard to say DC Manhunter and not. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, not be John Jones. Um, yeah. Strange Adventures number 244, the final issue of Adam Strange's long-running sci-fi fantasy title, uh, was also under Goodwin's uh, initial run there. Mm. Archie Comics published 25 issues, which included two issues each of Archie's giant series magazine, Archie's Pals and Gals, Jughead, and Life with Archie. What? <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> Charlton Comics published 23 titles. Uh, Dell Comics squeezed out three of its last few issues. Oh. Gold Key sent 32 comics to the newsstands. Jamie's favorite publisher, <laughs> Harvey Comics, published 19 issues, mostly of Richie Rich, I'm sure. Yep. And his ghost. And yeah, <laughs> his ghost, Casper. Pre-dead yep. Casper. Yeah. Yep. Uh, MF Enterprises published three comics magazines of what was probably illegally reprinted material. Is their MOS. <laughs> Skywald Publishing released a single issue of Psycho. 
And Warren Publishing put out their four black and white horror mags as usual. So what's up with Marvel, Brian? Yeah, so that means that Marvel Comics published 65 issues in July 1973. (laughs) That is nine more than last month, which is the previous record for most issues published by any comics publisher in the era that we've covered to date. Um, Some of that was inflated by a few titles that shipped uh, two issues in July because of scheduling weirdness. Um, If you take those out, they only published 54 unique series in July 73, but still. I mean, a lot of comics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. like, literally, what, a, a quarter of everything that was hitting the newsstands? Um, 14 yeah. of them were non-reprint, non-horror comics set in the mainstream Marvel Universe. We're going to be talking about three of them in depth later in the show. Marvel Team-Up number 14, Warlock number 8, and Fantastic Four 139. And our Patreon subscribers who support us at patreon.com slash marvelbythemonth will get to hear all three of those deep dives. So that leaves 11 other titles that we won't be covering in detail. Um, but here's a very quick rundown of them. All right. We start with Astonishing Tales 20. Kazar barely ekes out a win against the 50-year-old super soldier with the name so generic that we literally can't remember it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, destroys the only remaining sample of the super soldier serum. I like that he just, he gets the, like they save that, that, that last remaining sample and then he like, he could take it to try to fight this guy. Yeah. And he just throws it into a fire. Yeah. He's like, I'm Kazar. I'm too K- cool for that. Kazar's straight edge. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Kazar does not. It did remind yeah. me of the Werewolf by Night issue with the Bloodstone, too, mm. uh, where he's like sniffed it and like left it in a fire. Yeah. He's like, man. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of power. Winners don't, don't do it. drugs. <laughs> I remember that from arcade machines of my youth. That explains so much about my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Avengers 116, uh, the Avengers slash Defenders war heats up as Silver Surfer fights against Wanda, the Vision, and a volcano in the South Seas for the first piece of the evil eye. Over in Captain America 166, the unfortunately titled Yellow Claw seemingly trips, tricks Cap into murdering Nick Fury, sending Captain America on a rage attack against a giant scorpion. In <laughs> uh, <and> Daredevil number <laughs> 104... Craven the Hunter is hired to kill Daredevil by a shadowy figure and starts by tying up Ivan and kidnapping Black Widow to the zoo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Defenders number nine. The, Avengers- the less you say about these things, the <laughs> yeah, better yeah, they yeah, say. Yeah, you're totally yeah. right. I, I've, can we just rewind? Who's the yellow claw? Well, it's okay. exactly what you think. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm picturing. It's He's yellow. Uh, yeah. uh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, uh-huh. It's not I, I was not just great. confirming. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Defenders number nine, the Avengers Defenders War continues. Valkyrie and Hawkeye smooch. Yay. Then face off against Iron Man for a piece of the evil eye in Monterey, Mexico. Then Doctor Strange must battle both the Black Panther and Mantis in Indiana. No smooching in that one. I mean, not that they showed on panel, but I think we could read between the lines, sure, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's non-canon. The, right. de- yeah. the decision for them to split up, there, there's like it's like a Infinity Stone kind of thing. There's, yeah, there's uh-huh. six MacGuffins. Yep. Yeah, everybody needs to split up and get them, and both teams are doing it, thinking the other team is the villain, right? But yes, the, yeah. But it's like their decisions on who goes where make no sense like no. I, i'm like why would you why, why they sent the black panther to indiana right right yeah. there's <laughs> yeah there's the, a whole story there that, that there's a whole other comic. like much more appropriate for any of those each of these characters yeah. to go yes. and they all go to the wrong place yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, they also get bonus points for smooching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Incredible Hulk number 168, a sad Hulk wants to make amends to Betty, who is grieving the death of her husband, but Modoc exposes her to Gamma, transforming her into a banner slash Hulk hating harpy. That's I, where the harpy starts. Yeah, I didn't know this had happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought this was all, uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Ewing? Yeah. yeah. From, uh, yeah. So this was like another, a crucial piece of history, like sliding into place. Yeah. That was Har- awesome. Harpy Betty that... started a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Yep. And oh. just brushed off for Immortal Hulk. So yeah. cool. Not the most complimentary name <laughs> for a character uh, yeah. derived from a yeah, female I mean, supporting <laughs> cast, but, you know. Yeah, it's not like, invisible, she's girl. She's that name, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Modoc gives it to her, but she doesn't seem upset by it. Right. So, yeah. Uh, in Iron Man number 63 Squadron Sinister member Dr. Spectrum and his apparently sentient power prism return for revenge against Iron Man also includes some very special smooching yeah I was excited about that yep I mean not like excited you know, well, I, just, just, oh, just stop compelling just stop while you're ahead or don't, uh, or don't. yeah uh, Luke Cage Hero for Hire number 14 Seagate Prison comes back to haunt Luke in the form of two escapees out for revenge against him plus former prison warden Rackham who is teamed up with overzealous reporter Phil Fox. And in Marvel premiere number 11, fresh off of his cosmic adventure that saw him named Earth Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange returns to the Himalayas to muse over a reprint of his origin story. (laughs) (laughs) In Submariner 66, Namor and the Atlanteans defend Atlantis from uh, Virago the She-Beast. Before and after she teams up with Orca and his army of killer whales. So we got she beast and harpy. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And Orca's back. Yep. He like immediately asked about the rest of the crew, right? Like yeah. I, it, like the other names did come up. At yeah, least they some did. of them. Yeah. You could buy the t-shirt, friends. <laughs> Marvelbythemonth.com. Yeah. Uh, over in Thor 216, the sea captain offers emotional support to Tana Nile. Oh, he does something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, he weird. gets a speaking line. He gets some salty wisdom. Yep. Uh, Zor, I'm assuming that's Zor. Sure. Uh, the living god jewel plans to absorb the dark nebula's energy, the Rigelian's home, to turn himself from a giant space crystal into a planet again and forces Thor to face Mercurio, the four D man, presumably so Thor can save the imprisoned Sif and Carnilla. Also, uh, equally important, Volstag and Balder drink tea. Yeah. Yep. So we're just rounding out the whole cast. Everyone gets a little something to do. Thor gets crazier every time. <laughs> yep. And it makes less sense and it makes me feel like I did drugs on accident. I'm just, <laughs> as long as the sea captain's there, I'm excited to read Thor yeah. each week. The sea captain. How long is oh, we? We've got to track like how many issues the sea captain has been in. But oh it's, yeah. It's yeah. we've. We should have a little board. It's been over that says, a year. It has been, you know, ten, 10 issues with a sea captain. Um, it's just the character that showed up on a diff, like this weird world that has barely, no one knows why, yep. seems to have no purpose, nope. and show, has consistently showed up in the Thor just comics since then. In the comic. Yeah, yeah. Like no abilities, no discernible personality, as far as I can tell, and he's just there. Wisdom? And they can't he's drop him off anywhere really. because yeah. the story keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> Our best bet is that it's a dare between the writers. It's like, I bet you can't get him in again. Oh, yeah, he's going to talk this week. <laughs> well, so that's some of what was happening in July 73. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we'll dive into some of the Marvel comics of July 1973 right here on Marvel by the Month. Hey, 
Hey everyone, this episode, like every episode of Marvel by the Month, is brought to you by our peerless patrons of patreon.com slash Marvel by the Month. The four bucks a month that they contribute is what allows us to cover the cost of hosting the show, buying and maintaining our equipment, and promoting this thing that we do here. And they also cover the costs of the beer that we use to lure Noah into the studio. <laughs> Uh, which is either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your perspective. <laughs> How long we run over. <laughs> In return for their generous support, they get access to our bonus feed of content. There's more than 80 extended and exclusive episodes featuring deeper dives on more comics and longer conversations with your favorite guests. Including three extended episodes featuring Mr. Noah Campbell. Hey, again, that's... shortened episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you normally get the shortened ones, but if you want more, uh, that's either a value add or a deal breaker. Say, to... <laughs> yeah. might pay to have me cut out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we have been doing these extended episodes for so long that Noah's not the only guest with multiple Patreon-exclusive extended episodes on there. Uh, local comics heroes Katie Pride from Books with Pictures, Jennifer from Comics Will Break Your Heart, and Douglas Wolk from All of the Marvels have several extended episodes on the feed. Uh, Clint McElroy from The Adventure Zone has a couple on there, as does Elliot Kalin from The Flophouse. Marvel Comics executive right. editor Tom Brevoort has two extended episodes as well. And Noah's nemesis, Joe Keating, has three. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what we do here, treat yourself to more of it. Head to patreon.com slash month and support us for $4 a month to hear all the stuff you've been missing out on. Welcome back to Marvel by the Month. I'll be taking us through Fantastic Four 138 and 139, but first is 138. Madness is dot 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 The Miracle Man, written by Jerry Conway, art by John Buscema and Joe Sinnott, letters by John Costanza, and colors by Petra Goldberg. Oh, Costanza, pardon. So this starts with uh, Wyatt Wingfoot, Johnny's old college roommate. Uh, he surprises the Fantastic Four at their headquarters and invites them to his college graduation. Uh, he wants the Fantastic Four to go to his Kiwazi tribe's reservation in Oklahoma after the ceremony because he has a hunch that something's going wrong there. Besides them having to live there because white people are horrible. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's separate from the already the horrible they, part. They, the way they describe it, though, it's like it's land that's been reserved for them. Right. Something really Special nice. Special reserve. Right. Yeah. Special We've held this for just you. for this yeah. tribe. Yeah. What an honor. Uh, uh, Reed sort of pathetically declines to go so that he can wait by the phone in case Sue uh, comes back. I want to be here in case my wife comes back. <laughs> yeah, and that's final. Which, like, would be fine had he not very intentionally chased them off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, he uh, did... They're not there because he told them to get out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Medusa awesomely gives him some grief about that because uh, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny, he realizes he couldn't possibly go to this social event with his hair still all Elvisy, um, <laughs> which happened in the recent uh, was a shaper events. Yeah, mm -hmm. so he like uh, runs off to deal with it. Ben calls Alicia. He's real mopey that she isn't around. Followed by some like very dramatic captions about them missing each other's calls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, seems like they're kind of percolating a plot there. Yep. 
then equally depressing is Reed's alone time in the Baxter building. You can just hear like the <laughs> sad moping yeah, around. Yeah, the sad Hulk walking away music. Like. Basically <laughs> making TV dinners. Yeah. <laughs> Chef Lonely Heart soup for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salisbury steak. Uh, and then not to be uh, outdone in the sad department uh, on the plane on the way there, uh, Johnny, he's stab- still sad that his uh, new haircut is actually worse than his last haircut. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, your hair. What happened to it? <laughs> this is said by Medusa. Medusa. Yeah. Whose power is hair? <laughs> basically a hot chick calls him out uh, that his yeah. hair looks fucked up and then yeah. he, he's like well I uh fixed it I thought it looked better if I kept it a little loose in the drawings and of course Ben just does not miss off. the chance yeah. to just uh, don't get excited Torchy you look just beautiful you're a regular Mick Jagger now kid you're just beautiful <laughs> I feel like Ben's in kind of rare form in these issues he's so great he really, yeah. it's all the good yeah. he's got a ton of like pop culture references which yeah. I had to look up because yeah. it's like uh, he's talking about like actors who died uh, yeah. Yeah. in the 60s or whatever there's a, there's a great bit earlier around where like Johnny's trying to pick out what he's going to wear to the graduation and he's asking Ben for advice. He's like, you're asking me? I'm the guy who dresses like Mickey Spillane. <laughs> I was like, that's great, Mickey Spillane. And I was like, Google. <laughs> I don't know who that is. But it like made me laugh even not knowing who it was. Yeah, th- these two issues have so much characterization yeah. for ben. Ben, yeah. Ben's becoming the Ben yeah, we, you you know now. Yeah, I actually liked that they showed how he has to use a phone uh, with basically Homer Simpson's dialing. <laughs> yeah, he uh, yeah. yeah. use a pencil to dial the the right. phone because his hands so fast, so steady. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, all right, so at this point, the story for our play is kind of over with. So now we're up in the mountains. Uh, a member of the tribe is suddenly swallowed whole by a chasm, but not that chasm uh, that suddenly forms within the rock. So this is followed by an earthquake that rearranges the rock into a living mountain creature. Then we cut to the graduation ceremony where all is pretty much well. There's a dude who wants to get in touch with Reed for some reason that doesn't get explained. I was wondering if that would go somewhere. Coach or if, Thorne? Yeah. I, I don't know if that was yeah. like a story intro. It probably or... will go somewhere. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure he's a super villain or something. <laughs> right, yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, he's a football man. He, yeah. <laughs> he's got to have some dark past. So then Wyatt alerts Johnny to an emergency. And there, there's also a, a note where like Johnny's sitting in the crowd and he's thinking to himself, you know, Johnny, if you had the guts to stick it out, that could have been you up there. Like, yeah. He's really kind of like realizing it's like, oh, I could have graduated from college and I didn't. And right. Instead, I tried to genocide the Inhumans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind so of funny big. because it's like he's. I, I mean, like with all the banter that he has with Ben, like you kind of forget, like Ben's a college graduate. Like, yeah, yeah. Because he and Reed met in college. I know? referred to him in my notes as like a as the thing, the working class guy, and I was yeah. like, well, actually, if you think about it, like he's a pilot he's and a, a college grad who and, uh, and you a know, football hero and, and a football, and, yeah, yeah, an yeah. esteemed athlete, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's yeah. a Renaissance man, <laughs> and Johnny's a guy who melded his hot rod and then tried to genocide <laughs> right. the humans twice. Yeah, yeah. he's been breathing asbestos for twenty years. <laughs> Um, so uh, yeah Wyatt alerts Johnny to an emergency uh, at the tribe and off the team goes Uh, they get there and Silent Fox explains to the team that a demon has risen and is terrorizing tribes in the area destroying their homes then we get the Miracle Man last seen in Fantastic Four 3 yeah I lost 20 bucks on a bet that we would never see the Miracle Man ever again yeah when we read that we thought he would this would be the character that doesn't recur. Yeah. But when you read all the early Fantastic Fours, 
oh, every single villain is like, there's no way this yeah. villain <laughs> is coming. I thought the, I was the one who thought that these people couldn't possibly come back. Yeah. Well, when even, we started, we were like, we we would look it up and be well, like, wait, what? Do you guys notice that he's got a lot of Pace Pop Pete's mannerisms like, right <laughs> off the bat? Like, <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. the, yeah. constantly <laughs> saying stuff like that. He's got the full-on like villain, villain mustache. mustache. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, his the, eyebrows. The fact that it took him, what, like eleven years to come back, it, like hundred thirty-five issues. Yeah, that yeah. is forever. Like everything from Marvel Silver Age has been recycled at this point. Yeah, except for this guy. That's like, what I think they were going through. Like, I guess we've used guess everybody. Well, they've been got, going backwards, and yeah. now they're two, yeah. three, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only two more issues. Um, uh, he takes credit for the the terrorizing, and he unleashes some rock tentacle monsters. Um. But I want to talk about his costume for a second because it's either like very creative mm. or not creative at all. Yeah, yeah. It is a black void of a bodysuit. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, what's that paint that they have now? That uh... oh, the one that like just absorbs all light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it looks like that. It's it's kind of like a silhouette. Mm. Yeah, um, there's an absence of absolute costume. black. Whatever yeah. that that cool paint is. Yeah. yeah, or it's sort of like if in. Photoshop if you use the paint tool, right? And you just like paint a thing black. Like just it's like just like uniform bucket. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but he has a big white cape. He's got a big white cape. With a big white collar. Like a big, big old popped Liberace collar. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's he's it's not that bad strong. of a look. I mean, no, I mean, it's for, a, it, it'd be cool if he didn't have that mustache and maybe like some kind of cool mask. Right. Like then it would it would work. Yeah, but it's just his face sitting on top of the void. Like, doesn't yeah. something about it just? Uh, it's just like a, a receding hairline dude with a pencil mustache wearing this. He looks cool a little suit. bit like Vincent Price. He does a little, little bit, yeah, yeah uh, totally. with black hair. And that's kind of how he was presented initially, like mm-hmm. this, you know, like stage He's show an illusionist hip, or something. Illusionist, yeah. hypnotist. Yeah. So he actually explains that uh, his powers are no longer just illusions, like last time. Um, so then there's a cur- sort of Kirby crackling fight uh, that goes kind of poorly for the team. We get a flashback to his first appearance and the origin story of his new powers, uh, which he acquired from training with ghosts of the Chimuzwa tribe, um, in- which includes a tribal wise na- man named Light Horse. Um, who- he kind of gets like suckered in by the Miracle Man's lies about white men and agrees to train him. Yeah, there's some serious... Uh magical Native American stuff going on in this. It's yeah, so pretty, super magical. Pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is one of those like, you know, non white Anglo-Saxon Protestant culture has secret magical knowledge. Uh-huh. Right. That, yeah. 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 Very get, exotic. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's almost the same as Dr. Stephen Strange's quest. Yeah. But it's not <laughs> bad because they're right. benevolent. <laughs> uh, right. right yeah that solves all the problems yeah, yeah. right they're, yeah i have some thoughts on that later they're benevolent sure. but they do fully yoda train him in like uh, yeah they teach him to become like the most devastating like powerful beast like a matter right. transmuter we'll yeah teach this shitty white dude this stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so once uh this guy mastered their powers he ambushes them and buries them under rocks um and then which it seems like they should have been able to do something about yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I, maybe they were just so caught by surprise or maybe it was all part of their plan they wanted to see where this is going mm. it's like an experiment strike wow, me down guys and really i will are... rise up mm. twice as powerful <laughs> 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 they, they put they pulled an obi-wan yeah yeah they're they're 
All the plot holes, huh? You guys just spackle them all. <laughs> yeah. you know, head cannon forever. We're, we're just racking up uh, no prizes. It makes perfect sense why right. they would have all fallen into the hole because they want to find out more about what this guy... What's is, in this hole? Right. What's in the hole is power. <laughs> Gotta go down to go through. Uh-uh. Uh, actually, what, the way that they prevent everybody from getting hurt falling down that hole is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And stupid. Um, <laughs> yep, that's the that's the next issue, right? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, so after he buries the guys, he takes some time out to hone his powers, which uh, explains the 11 years of absence. It explains right. the 11 years of absence, uh, absence and the strange things that have been going on in the village. Oh, for yeah, like he's some test time. running on this yeah. remote reservation. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so then he gives a climactic speech uh, about so-and-so, and he, then he opens up another chasm uh, where seemingly everyone falls to their doom, and that's our cliffhanger. So he is... He doesn't look that cool, but he is pulling, like, to the, like, massive villain, you know, monologuing. Yeah, you know? big villain energy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's, like, just screaming... Now it is time for destiny. He's saying awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. but you need further proof? Look then, fools, and rue the day you saw me anew. For in truth, it has been the last day of your all too pitiable lives. I know. I <laughs> feel like somebody opens like, nobody cast. talks like that, yeah. dude. Like, c- cool it. But I, we also haven't had a villain like this in a while. No. Right? Yeah, he, he's just screaming, too. He, like, the, yeah. Yeah. The, the word bubbles are huge, huge. with yeah. spikes on the edges. He also has no motivation except to just evil be a bad guy. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. They shoehorn it a, a little bit here and there with, like, he just wants revenge or he's, I don't know. It, like, it yeah, sort of falls in the later. villains are like, yeah. oh, I, I have this like I have a technology or a power that can do almost anything. And they're like, I could steal a safe. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I do love about the villains. It's like they're, I, they could make billions of dollars through legitimate means, but they're like, I could break into the, the <laughs> right. safe and steal like a hundred bucks. And, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, he doesn't even have that motivation. He just wants to do the crimes. Yeah. yeah, and and he and he sat with for years this like benevolent tribe of with like cool magic powers and didn't learn anything Absor- about being like a cool person. <laughs> yeah, yeah they probably should have taught him a little bit about like being a human. Yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, just yeah. how to use the power to lift. Or told him that like people. if you're cool, like if you're just like not mean, we'll let you run. We'll, we'll give you some powers. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we'll teach you how to not be mean first. Right. Well, I think he did trick them. I think he was dishonest because he does. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did pretend to be like pretend to be a good guy. Yeah, it's like you know who are who are great white guys. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. first of all, you haven't met a lot of white guys, right? Okay, good. Those are the guys that gave (laughs) you this awesome reservation. They reserved (laughs) this land. We got you these reservations. Yeah, Yeah, they're hard to come by. There's no water or the wait time is vegetation or (laughs) soil that can grow crops. Be called so many times. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I guess you know, part of his motivation is also the fact that the human torch did literally blind him. Right, so, right. You know, there's yeah, because he can't if he can't see, he can't cast his illusions. Right. Wait, did they? Yeah. They didn't establish that the first time in the they? first in, in the, the first time in issue three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I feel the like they rediscovered that this yeah. time around. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah. It's, uh, coming, they, it's coming up, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. His only weakness is that he needs to, to see, what he's, see what he's doing. To kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, I did not. So they didn't. They didn't 
mentioned that they had already done that previously to yeah, you. Yeah, there was no mention yeah, of that yeah. at all. And they nobody thought of that. It's been again. a long time. Also, yeah. it they they came into this going, oh, it's that hypnotist dude. Like, just punch him. And uh, yeah, and then he like makes a rock, rock a mountain monster attack them and opens chasms. And they're like, oh, I guess he's got like a higher game. And at first, they're still just like, it's not real. Yeah, it's fine. And then they get their their asses kicked. Yeah, come on, yes. yeah, yeah. So then this story continues on in issue 139, Target Tomorrow, written by Jerry Conway, art by John Buscema and Joe Sinnott, letters by John Costanza, colors by Stan Goldberg. So uh, we pick up right where we left off. Uh, we have the Fantastic Four, minus Reed and Sue, but plus Medusa and Wyatt. And many indigenous peoples falling endlessly. Uh, they're falling for so long that they are like able to talk about it, and Ben's like cracking <laughs> jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really having quite a they're, conversation yeah, as they're it's falling. Great. It's just like a deep deep hole. Um, ben, I'm assuming they hit terminal gravity. So I don't know what that <laughs> speed is, but you know, they're it's a big hole. Yeah, it's a, it's a deep hole. deep hole. Yeah. so they're way up. It's miles. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ben and Medusa they grab the sides. Uh, Johnny then makes a thermal updraft to cause the rest of the folks to float <laughs> using heat. Sure, I like his idea is to go supernova. Like to, to make a giant blast of heat mm-hmm. underneath the falling people. Yep. That melts rock. Right, right. That he can he that welds. same heat can turn rock to glass. Uh uh-huh. but he is uh it uh, if he miscalculates this this dumbass kid yeah. who didn't yeah. graduate college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is, we've just he will burn every single person above him as they fall. Right. Yeah. But if he incinerates everyone, there's no one left to complain. So. True. Yeah. Either yeah. way, he's like, uh, "No one's and here." He's I'm already tried to incinerate so many like, an entire civilization so before. So uh, this this is just a Thursday for Jeff. Yeah. Right. I will yeah. say that he didn't really make me as mad as he has in the past. Like he's no. matured. I was, he has I was a little disappointed that he didn't give you more to work with here. When yeah, I read the story. Uh, and I all the that. other ones, I'm just like, Oh, this guy, he's the worst, but, uh, he was fine. I, I didn't, I didn't have any beef. Maybe I'm I think maturing. there's a reason. I think there's a reason for that. His girlfriend, right? I mean, he got dumped by crystal. Also, uh, Sue and Reed are not in this book. So his mm. parental figures, the ones who have been like, you know, in charge of him for the whole bit of this are gone. So it's a whole new team. So I think he's like reestablishing himself mm. and is like, uh, maybe they're enabling him to it's be a gross. jackass a little bit. Maybe. You know, big sis isn't around. Oh, yeah. Father figure. You guys around. with your head cannon. Let's write yeah. this. Yeah. Another no prize. Yeah. yeah. Write this essay, man. Yeah. <laughs> my thesis is on why Johnny Storm isn't <laughs> stupid anymore. <laughs> for, for this little little bit. For three issues. Uh, he gets better. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So this is the best Johnny has ever been, as far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. Like, he makes the heat blast uh, to slow the fall. He fuses some rock using heat to make a floor. The heat cools just as they're about to land. Saves everybody. The molten rock, uh, yeah, cools down. They just float to the ground on his uh, cushion of warm warm air that he... Yeah, it's like a hot air balloon without the container. Assuming you know nothing about thermodynamics, physics, anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) This makes actually really good sense. Right, yeah, yeah. That's where I was at. Uh, So then uh, Miracle Man, he's talking to himself about humanity serving him and uh, blasting things left and right. He's throwing power everywhere. And he uses, he ends up with um, an entirely uh, futuristic-looking city. Yeah, he builds a whole Kirby city just for mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just transmutes all the matter around him into this magical, crazy Maniacally city. laughing. Yeah. Uh, 
And I would be too. If I built a giant future Jack Kirby <laughs> city, uh, just with my mind, uh, and it was physical, uh, I would be pretty impressed. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I would be kind of a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you would assume that everyone should just probably serve. Like, can you do this? No. Then yeah. give me a, did you make a futuristic city? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone raise your hand. Who's made a futuristic city. <laughs> Uh, so I kind of missed this the first time through. I caught it on like on a second reading. Uh, so the story we have here is the story of a white dude who literally took power from indigenous people, mm-hmm. uh, tried to kill them, and then built a city on their land. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. like, oh, it's a pretty subtle metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, what a complete package this uh, issue has become. <laughs> yeah, the first time I was like, oh, there's like a thing under here. There's literally a thing under there. He comes out of the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and the plot yes. continues. Yeah, and the plot continues. Yeah, he, uh, Ben smashes his way up from the foundation. Uh, he starts to lose against Miracle Man's army of creatures until Medusa comes up. Uh, she starts kicking butt, and she's the one who gets the battle cry this time. Uh, and then Johnny's right there behind her. Um, yeah, she's like kind of the new powerhouse of the team, mm-hmm. which is like a nice sort of twist. Yeah, she because at first her hair isn't strong enough to like stop a mountain from falling over, but her hair is definitely strong enough to kick a bunch of mutants' Heck asses. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Miracle Man then uh, he says some evil stuff. Uh, he conjures up a tornado to sweep the team uh, and the indigenous peoples away. We go back to the Baxter building where Reed is just sadly failing <laughs> to invent things. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, my stuff works. Right? This part's lame. Yeah. It's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. lost my wife, my I, child, I, everything that matters that, to this me. This page yeah. so much better. I, I assume it. he's using like that flamethrower to cook his Salisbury steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Hungry man. Can't even do that, right? <laughs> no one's here to watch. Yeah. yeah, I you know I enjoyed like kind of crazy read for a while, but I'm really liking depressed read. I think yeah. it's like a fun direction. He's less of a jerk. <laughs> He's less of a jerk. Uh, and then uh, other meanwhile, I guess uh, so. Back on the ranch, uh, I like saying back on the ranch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Franklin starts screaming for no reason and then immediately passes out. Sue says this is totally fine. She knows he's fine. Everything's okay. She can sense it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with her mom sense. Right. Oh, yeah. you didn't. Also, behind Reed when he's moping is the the danger negative zone. Light. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's true. Right. And that. So he's too sad to notice that. I guess. Right. And it's just. I, I assume it has no noise. It's just a. You think if he made a special light specifically for the negative zone, that he'd also make like an audible. Right. Uh, yeah. Alarm. But so maybe even a tiny beep. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A little harder <laughs> to miss. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> He's so bummed he can't hear it. If it's going. <laughs> that's the first yeah. thing to go when you're sad. But and so that <laughs> seems hearing. ominous. But it's like uh, we get the narration saying that we don't get to know about it until next issue. Right. So there's like four or five different subplots. Yeah. 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 With four or five different plugs for upcoming uh, yeah. issues for to next buy. Issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this, this feels one like isn't the most intriguing. They're like, you know, stay tuned. It's like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is like a cool use of the interlude, though, because it's I think it's only a page, right? Yeah, it one is, page. Yeah, yeah. So, thankfully, yeah. So they're setting this up, setting that up. And then we get back to the story. So uh, miles away from the reservation, the team starts making a raft to get them back to the city, which they see in the distance. And they each contribute. Uh, ben does the like felling of trees. Uh, Johnny burns the branches. So they're more cylindrical. Uh, Medusa does the arranging and Wyatt does the tying. 
So like this new sort of t- version of the team is mm-hmm. like functioning really well. As far as raft making goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a very <laughs> specific instance of trying to get down a river. So far not great against the supervillain. No, but, yeah. no, but yeah, rafting, A+. plus. Uh, meanwhile, the Merkel man is busy. He's just kind of casually making his own white people, which he describes Ugh. as uh, a little pale, perhaps, yet the racial type is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So this is fully getting racist. Case, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. if, you, if there was no doubt. Was too subtle, yeah. Yeah, it's before. getting racist. It's just starting to percolate <laughs> yeah. with a tiny hint yeah. of racism. The merest whiff. This is the point where I was like, hey... Well, when you <laughs> that is exactly what happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 hold on here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> now that he's building an Aryan race, it does seem like it is a little racist. <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, so not uh, finished demonstrating his villainy, he distills a lifetime of fantasies into a perfect bride uh, who then shudders as his touch but can't scream because he did not give her a voice. Oh, dude. This guy is just Damn, a bingo dude. card. He's I like know. a bingo card. Like totally. In, yeah. Incel bingo card. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was like. This dude's a total incel. He says something in here that was. It's pretty rough. Uh, uh, <laughs> right here. Bah, you're just like all the rest. Beautiful yet unapproachable. Out of my sight, woman. You sicken me. Yeah, uh, yeah. that is the incel handbook. It is. I've been told. I'm not. I'm (laughs) almost certain this guy has written us an email. (laughs) (laughs) Probably complaining about me. (laughs) Possibly. Uh, so the, now we get interlude number two, uh, where a government agency has gotten word that the world's atomic stockpiles are chain reacting. And if it doesn't stop, it's a global game over. Yeah, not good. Not yeah. good. So then we cut back to the action. And that's not related to the Miracle Man stuff. It doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem to be. No. And uh, I love that the general's like, it's the it's the Roskies. Yeah, immediately. Like, he, they're like, no, it's happening everywhere. And he's like, nope, it's them. It's got to be the <laughs> yeah. Soviets. Yeah. Yeah. Science yeah. Yeah. Like, it, I'm sure. Well, when the only tool you've got is hatred of communism. <laughs> <laughs> and Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wide net. Jesus. Um, yeah, so now uh, we're, we're back to the fight. Uh, Johnny blinds uh, the Miracle Man. Ben announces it's time for clobbering. Uh, Medusa handles the apparently android army. I, I was a little surprised that they were androids, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben punches the Miracle Man and then declares, uh, oh, who declares that the world is doomed and the that the chain reaction is reaching a climax. So I, I, I'm not sure if they're connected or not. Um, this is my favorite part of both these issues. So Miracle Man doubles in size to fight with Ben, uh, but then like very like cogently explains that some people have class and some people don't. <laughs> and Miracle Man is second rate. And if you have to prove how tough you are, you aren't. Mm-hmm. Or ain't. Like, as he's, you know, you yeah. just ain't. Uh, Multiple Man punches Ben, and then Ben says, just forget it, pal. It's like I said. Uh, when it comes right down to the bottom line, Buster, you ain't got what it takes. Yeah, ben, and he punches him out. Ben just blocks two punches from the giant Miracle Man and then casually just blocks. Yeah. 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 It is awesome. It was like my favorite Ben moment in a long time. It's like one of the only times that you just see a punch end the bad guy. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. That formula yeah. has been yeah. left behind like for a long time. Yeah. But, but that's with... like how Eric Powell deals with, uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's how the goon does. deals with yeah. shit. It's yeah. like, uh, the, the vampire episode where he's just, they do all this bad stuff and he just, 
plows him with a car. And <laughs> yeah. That's the end of that. Yep. Right, right. And also he will be like somebody's in the middle of a monologue and he just like punch and then they go on to the next scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like no exclamation point. It's not like exclamation points. Like he's just, he seems so calm. Ben yeah. is just calmly explaining to this, this like, guy why he's second he's rate. Like, no, like, no, no, yeah. like, if you need to tell people how cool you are, you're probably not cool, yeah. man. This and, is why we ain't used you in 135 episodes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> See you uh, in 10 more years, asshole, yeah. if you're lucky. <laughs> so uh, after this, uh, Miracle Man, uh, he turns the sky red. He says a bunch of like Phoenixy things, like <laughs> power incarnate, I am life, et cetera, et cetera. He also and, says imbeciles, which uh, <laughs> I like. Nice, nice. Uh, I then, am eternity. Uh, as and then he goes, poofs. Point, he goes, point, point, point yeah. out of existence. Yeah. So then we see that the force ghosts of the Chimazwa tribe, uh, they return. They explain that they were responsible for this guy and that they've taken him away for an education. They also say that death is but a doorway to a different life and a new beginning, and then they fade away. So the, that the oppressed and abused minority has to educate the white man, you know, <laughs> yeah. is not, not great. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're still doing that today. But so. it is that thing, though, that we were talking about earlier. They... They didn't educate him on how to be like nice before they gave him this ultimate power. Yeah, they let him like just m- totally mess up a bunch of stuff for a while, and then they're like, "Okay, now we're gonna teach you how to be nice." Yeah, yeah. Now the magical, you... uh, exotic Native American ghosts decide yep. that they're gonna re-educate uh, this evil. Racist, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on how not to piece be of work. Well, at, yeah. at, least they, at least they also apologized for causing the problem, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and they're like, yeah, That's our right. bad, not <laughs> yeah, his. That's, bad. Like, that's on us, yeah, yeah. No. We shouldn't have given him that power, that was bad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, holy cow, we've been making that mistake for a long time, huh? Yep, yep, yep. yep. And we get a yeah, little like a lot to unpack, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ben mugs the camera, uh, three panels from the end here where he's uh. He realizes that the they were yeah. actually good. Didn't good, good, Miracle good Man say he bumped off the Chimazwas? Oh yeah, uh, like, like he's got to look where it's like those were ghosts. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Scooby Doo. You get it? <laughs> but it's also Ben is kind of scared of that stuff. That's what happens. That throughout is, it's been thing. established. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Oh, he yeah. doesn't like supernatural stuff. Yeah, nope. he, no, he gets spooked. He gets spooked. Yeah, so he's very like it's very Scooby Doo when yeah. he gets in contact with stuff like that. So in the very end of the issue is a like very legitimately lost style blinking red uh, button thing that we saw Negative earlier. Negative zone alarms. Yeah, yeah just still boop, going off. Boop, boop. As Reed eats his TV dinner. The pacing of this is also like old school Stan Lee too. Mm-hmm. It really like is. All of the things where it's like, come back next issue to find out why the hell we showed you this panel. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This feels like to me a return to form. Yeah. Or or like the modern version of that form in a, yeah. in a good way. Like, I yep. don't remember the arc before these two issues, but this seems way more like vivid and constructive. Yeah. Even with Miracle Man. Like, Even that's the with, thing. Yeah. Like, take spite- just a piece of junk villain right. and still makes a story that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually liked this comic a lot even though it's pretty messed up yeah. <laughs> for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and it, I actually was, wound up thinking more about it too. Uh, um, just when I was a kid, I loved this, this kind of stuff that I realize now is 
what's wrong with it. <laughs> but, like yeah. I loved uh, stories about like uh, the the Orient or or mm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, like Native Americans and this like mystical like unlearned things and Lovecraft kind of does it too. And so, and I realize now like Spike Lee probably explained it best. Um, <laughs> what's wrong with uh, this magical exotic uh, idea uh, like the othering of the these othering. types yeah. of uh, right. yeah yeah. But, uh, I, I, this is 2023 and I'm smarter <laughs> or I know more, I, I have more to go off of, but I can see also way back where I would have yeah. really oh, yeah. been right. in love with this story. Uh, yeah. I thought, uh, when I was a kid, Japanese culture, I mean, I still think Japanese culture is fascinating, but I thought it was super exotic and yeah it's just uh, a part of the world possibly that's like, mystical because that's what we, yeah, yeah the, right, the, right. maybe there is maybe they do have wise. shinto spirits that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like yeah. it's still possible that yeah. Yeah. The, it turns in, out it's not actually undiscovered it's just you don't know much about right it. you're yeah, not, yeah, so you're not like, from yeah. there yeah. Right? and it's so, really not my job to go and uh discover and yeah yeah I discovered this land. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, that's here. I discovered yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe I discovered this? Yeah. I'm going to reserve a special spot yeah. where no one wants to live just for you. Yeah. Uh, here are some blankets to keep you warm. And yeah. that is probably the most problematic bit is the very be- when they talk about the reservation, yeah. they mention it in a way that's like the land that's been reserved it, yeah, for, it was a for these people. Yeah. 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 Wait, hold up. One <laughs> second. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, they didn't have all the they did. Yeah. They did actually. That's the weird thing I keep thinking of, because <laughs> we talk about all of the protests of, and all of the, uh, you yeah. know, basically the political and uh, the information about politics, the information about sociology, mm-hmm. like the pieces all of were these kind things of there. were there mm-hmm. at this point yeah. in history, much like you know alternate fuel sources or whatever were here at this point in history, and they're like, nope, Ooh. just push that down because yeah. we need yeah. to just keep. Uh, our status quo right white supremacy you know whatever it is right yeah yeah i know that just made some people write an email when they hear this but Uh, yeah it's fine they can write emails Um, (laughs) your hate makes me stronger (laughs) i mean you know it's 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 a 50 year old story and like although that stuff was there it was like at the beginning of entering the popular consciousness right Mm -hmm. i mean like it had been yeah Everything was out there. Mr. Policeman, they gave us all the clues. Uh, but, <laughs> like, it was something that had not yet reached mass consciousness, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, even still, like, we struggle with it. So Right, because, yeah. I mean, it was suppressed. Because, and the, and because it, it is suppressed now. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, uh, because there is resistance to... Critical race theory? Any, any of it. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's resistance to, you know, accepting the idea that's like, hey, maybe we weren't always great to everyone. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe Christopher maybe Columbus was not cool. perfect. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it, yeah, if you're someone who takes offense at that, like, yeah, yeah it's a tough way to live your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I get, I mean, we were, I was, I am 50 years old. Like I was born when God, this was 50 years oof, old. That is ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sucks and everything hurts and I grow my <laughs> get up and sit down. <laughs> but, the, but I mean, I, my, my parents, even the ones who were more liberal, mm. 
still Native Americans were or indigenous peoples, but they they were exotic and mystical. Oh, yeah, and sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Everything about like. I mean, the every high school uh, until <laughs> very mascot. recently, yeah, was uh, yeah. used that yeah. type of imagery. Uh, it's so it's not a big surprise. Right, but right. reading this today was uh, it's like a great story, and also there's so much stuff. And also the funniest thing about it, and I've seen this even in the in like '80s, like canon films, uh, canon pictures. They're they're racist. And also trying to have like a anti-racist message yeah, at the same yeah. time. The it's like complex. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's, um, well, yeah. I think dances with wolves might be a pinnacle of yeah. that. Uh, or like you, you know, know, Green where... Mile is I think the probably the best example oh. of like Spike Lee's point uh, of his conversation about his essay or whatever yeah. about the, the magical Negro. black man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where it's um, you know this selfless. Uh, kind of lower class, either as a prisoner or a janitor, uh, or, or or mentally deficient, or all of those things. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and then he helps a white protagonist uh, who has he has no relationship with whatsoever, and he even himself could solve the problem that the white guy is trying to solve. Oh, right, right. But he doesn't want the glory, uh, and he, it's it's there's. And he's like, willing to sacrifice his own life for that. Right. Yeah. For, yeah. It's, uh, and, and I remember watching Green Mile and loving it. And then when it was really like pulled apart and explained like what the problem is with that story, it's like, oh God. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm willing to bet the people who created this might look back at it and say, oh God. Yeah. Oops. Um, yeah. <laughs> I see now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Now. For sh- I I mean almost for sure with most like people like Steve Englehart or other Jerry Conway those writers they know they were progressive at right. that point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and they were you know learning and educated and then continued that. Right. So I would there I bet there's very few writers who are writing something like this <laughs> that would look back on it now and be like. Yeah, nope, but... I nailed it. That, <laughs> yeah. that is... no What's notes. your problem again with yeah. this? Uh... Right. <laughs> no notes. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but you know, they're probably not well remembered. And I get, yeah. I'm guessing their comic of the era mm. that they wrote 50 years ago yeah. would o- be more obviously not, you know, more obviously uh, racist or more problematic. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, <laughs> like real. Uh, like if they are not advanced now, yeah. what they wrote then was like, Probably women was. suck. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and that's the problem with like systemic racism or sexism or anything else. Right. It's like you don't individually have to be a bad person necessarily to be in a system be articulating where you're, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Those, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like it is what you are surrounded with. It's in the air you breathe and the water you drink and it comes out in everything you do and you're un- unconsciously. You yeah. Know? Right. So it's literally in your textbooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that you are learning from in yeah. school. And I think uh, honestly, like we've said this so many times, like if you go back and if you want to enjoy anything written, yeah, any Marvel comics of 50 years or more ago, like you just you have to accept that this is this is going to be in there. It's baked into it. Oh right? yeah, like, right. that's part of why the yeah. history essays are it, uh, integral to what we do here. Yeah, because it's like setting right. the the table for well, where you're at. In like time. Uh, Lovecraft stuff in particular. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're talking about a 
like an agoraphobic, like borderline mentally ill shut in. Yeah. Uh, writing stuff that uh, when I first read Reanimator, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I, that I've read like a... most Lovecraft in the last like five or six yeah. years. Not all of his stuff is dripping with that, but right. um, God dang, Reanimator. Because I like I first saw Stuart Gordon's Reanimator, the movie, before I read the story yeah. reanimator and it's like very different, but also it's insano racist. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like with the N word and everything. And then the more you know about him and, too, yeah. it's like, dude never even like left his house. Like he, he was a shut in and it, you know, I'm not trying to defend HP Lovecraft, but he also like wrote really, really cool sci-fi horror. Um, and like created a genre that's like people it, that's still being mined right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is it is weird to go back to that stuff and uh, like you're saying like yeah. if you want to go back in time and look at all the great writers uh, or, or any kind of media it's there's yeah stuff Sherlock and, Holmes is oh yeah racist yep. yeah, yeah totally uh, uh, there's no like protagonist i mean dickens anything in dickens is, has a bunch of racism yep. and classism sometimes you know to point out the problems with classism but mm -hmm. it's like there's i can't think of anything that you know it's just of the time it's in mm -hmm. and uh yeah. yeah again it's still it's still really fun to tear it apart now yeah from whatever you know i don't know whatever mild elevation we have <laughs> uh, yeah um well, I, th I think it is important also to to go back and read this stuff because I mean, so there's on the surface level, it's like okay, this is where these characters came from, and this is what Marvel comics were like 50 years ago or whatever. But mm -hmm. also, it's like I I don't think we should shy away from the fact that this is how the world was 50 yeah. years ago. It's, well, like, it's, it's important it's to remember the duality of to this learn story it. where yeah. it's actually trying to tell a, a progressive story yeah. and it's crazy ass racist at the same time. Yes. is really weird. Uh, yeah. I can see where they're, what they're trying to say and they, uh, and the fact that they're like stepping all over their own feet doing it <laughs> right. is crazy. Yeah. Uh, That's kind but, of the history of the last, of, of Marvel comics people. too, but, yeah, I know. but I mean, especially the writers like, yeah, you know, like as Roy Thomas kept trying to take swings at yeah. racism and then just totally whiffing. Yeah. And, yeah. and a little bit of a sports. Uh, oh, nice. Good job. Yeah, Good job. Points. Thank points you. Your... Guy knows nothing <laughs> about sports at all. <laughs> <laughs> trying to pat himself on the back. <laughs> well, speaking of patting ourselves on the back, I think we, uh, we've solved this uh, particular conundrum. <laughs> yep. uh, a good job, everyone. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yay. Wow. Glad we, we solved put it. this tough period in our country's history behind us. Um, <laughs> never to be repeated. <clears throat> uh, anyway, uh, that's all the comics we're going to talk about. Um, we have one thing left on our agenda, and that's to share our astonishing takes, our recommendations for things that our listeners may want to check out uh, that are not the Marvel Comics of July 1973. Um, I am going to recommend Kane by Paul Grist. Um, it is a comic book uh, that came out in the, I would say, early 2000s, early and mid-2000s. Um, so uh, Tom Brevoort uh, mentioned being a big fan of this series in one of his newsletters uh, in the past few months. Uh, that prompted me to go and revisit it. Um, I remember reading it and enjoying it when it first came out. Uh, I hadn't really reread it since then, um, and I'm happy to say it holds up really, really well. Um, I think I might have liked it better on the reread than I did the first time around. 
Um, so it's a, a noir cop drama drawn in a very heavy black and white style, that sort of grist signature style. Um, it's sort of like a more cartoonish Sin City, um, but with, I would say, more heart and kind of a touch of the absurd to it. Um, but it follows the story of a cop named Kane who's recently returned to the force after being cleared of shooting and killing his corrupt ex-partner who drew a gun on him. Um, and the cops of the 39th precinct don't trust him. His rookie partner wants to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's emotionally inaccessible to her. Um, and the story is told over the course of six trade paperbacks. It jumps back and forth through time, um, without much warning. So it's challenging to follow if you're not paying attention, but uh, if you are paying attention, it's a really rewarding read. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I really like Grist's stuff. I don't think he's doing much these days. I don't know if he's doing anything, but he did a, a series called Jack Staff that I really liked as well. So Whoa, um, nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm a sucker for that style, too. Yeah. Um, I'm in. I, I wonder if I've read it, but if it's mid-2000s, that might have been when I was the furthest from comics mm. other than yeah. real, you know specific non-superhero kinds of reading that i was doing at that point but uh speaking of non-superhero reading yeah nice uh <laughs> my astonishing tank is still water volume three by chip zadarsky the wonder chip uh and <laughs> uh, ramon perez this whole book is just a bizarre twilight episode like all of the volumes writ large so it's like imagine a twilight ep zone episode pulled out over you know a good amount of time not uh, all of the seasons of lost but like mm -hmm. a, a okay. shorter okay. Uh, more concise um but i was so happy that they delved into the history of the mysterious town called stillwater where people where stuff happens but i don't want to spoil that oh, whoa. um but i can't really give <laughs> things stroke. away so i but I, what i did love was the exploration of like biblical themes around loving thy neighbor or smiting thy neighbor and i especially love the idea of how a cycle of violence will never get you results that don't require more violence huh. and just how hard it is to break that cycle so that it really delves deep into some of these like jesusy kind of themes um but in a totally accessible modern fiction way and it's uh and it's a pretty good twist i just you you yeah. you'll know it like the minute you start the thing you understand the premise mm. but um but even that takes a little bit to set up so i don't don't really want to give that away great um the other thing i want to recommend just lightly is uh we were talking about noir earlier before we got going and that perry mason show that's on no, hbo really so good yeah really? i i resisted it and then i finally was like you know what i'm gonna watch it because i remember reading a perry mason book and realized that perry mason is just another you know uh he's like a private detective noir in the novelization that happened before the old raymond burr okay. television show so they start off with perry mason back this guy back from world war one doing you know private investigating in hollywood hmm. oh. and uh in in the 20s 30s era and oh, yeah i'm such a sucker for that there's era. hoovervilles yeah. and they they recreate the time period so perfectly it's so you're all caught bending. up it sounds oh yeah, like. yeah. i watched, yeah. I watched, it all, right I watched some it. of it again you know it was wow. and what's his name's great the the lead the, oh, the Perry, american Perry or, yeah, yeah i forget his name but he's all it's it's very good. Yeah. It's like top tier HBO stuff. It's surprisingly huh. so good. And so I just wanted really? to make sure that people oh, yeah. knew no, to I watch it. Like, huh. Especially if you like period pieces, but also or noir 
or it's it's more complicated and complex and it's just it's really good oh kind of like all those things yeah Yeah. check that out uh in response to uh the americans comment uh if anyone who give up on that show i'd recommend that show at 2.3 speed you watch the Americans? Uh, oh, that's point, clever. Two point three uh, speed. It's it's magnificent. That's how I watch yeah. YouTube videos. Yeah, no, no, that's not the way to go because then you don't get everything and you miss the emotional impact. Do you play yakety sax in the background? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Stillwater is the name of the fictional band in Almost Famous uh, yep. that had the hit song Fever Dog. Yep, yep. I am a golden god. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got, Jamie? Uh, I, uh, due to Marvel Unlimited uh, doing weird things with my library, uh, accidentally <laughs> read all of... <laughs> Man, so many times I've said that sentence. Uh, 2009 Secret Warriors uh, by Brian Michael Bendis and Jonathan Hickman uh, with art by Stefano Caselli. Um, it is like spy versus spy kind of to the highest degree possible. It is uh, like a very focused kind of Nick Fury story without being small in the way that uh secret war yeah secret wars yeah yeah felt secret war secret war war i think secret war that was the fully painted one right yeah 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 not it's it's war. not like that it's like i, a mean, bigger... I can just turn around and look it's literally <laughs> yeah facing... we if we go down secret the... war secret war <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is a, like a focused, but like global story, um, jumping forward and backward in time. Uh, if you are a Hickman fan, there's like all the Hickman stuff is in there. Like, are there diagrams? Are there alien languages? Uh, <laughs> there <laughs> are diagrams <laughs> on screens. Oh, okay. Maps. Like, like they're not for you. They're for the characters mm-hmm. and they match the current like Orcus, uh, diagrams. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's like really, his stuff is like. You can see it; they're like little sprouts, like poking up through the ground. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, they'll become the beanstalk. I feel like if you just... get a Da Vinci cipher cylinder, you could probably work out it's some Hickman. Funny that you say that. Is it in there? Because in the sequel to <laughs> the 2009 version, there's a 2011 one by Hickman that yeah. has like figure like Michelangelo and Da Vinci and yeah, they're like the the origin of Shield goes back to like the Renaissance. Yes, yeah. 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 So I'm halfway through that one, but. <laughs> This other one, yeah, it's like very deep fury verse and like it hops forward and backward in time all over the place. And um, there's lots of twists. It also is a lot of the source material for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. show. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I was like present yeah, yeah. in my mind I from earlier. Love that show. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd ever like I had read some of it, but I think I like wandered off and lost track of it. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to you can crush it. It's like a very quick read. Yeah. Um, but so, super fun. so thanks to Marvel Unlimited for messing up your library and setting you on that course. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Marvel Unlimited. Thanks for yeah, never doing the thing I want you to do, <laughs> but sometimes doing a thing yeah. that I am happy that you did. Yeah, yeah. I, I just subscribed real... to Marvel Unlimited specifically for this wow. show. Oh my gosh! So, uh, what is that? Once a we? I mean, we have a, a we have a we never canceled the subscription. We have a so loaner account, account. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a loaner account. I'll do you. Give it to you. Yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you have to recommend, Noah? Besides, well, apparently, I... Marvel. <laughs> so you guys don't prepare me with this homework. No, I never do. I know. I wish I would. You've only done this. the show nine previous times. <laughs> I couldn't. I, literally, you asked me how many times I've been on the show. It's like when uh, I, I shouldn't even say when I, I was, you know, with my wife for many, many years, and people would be like, "How long have you guys been together?" And I'd be like, "Like four years." And she's like, <laughs> That's we ne- just had just, our eighth anniversary. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah. never yeah. ever. Uh, I should never answer uh, these types of questions. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I don't 
I forgot that uh, I was supposed to bring something. That you had homework. Yeah. You know, but, uh, well, we've been talking about noir since before we started this show today. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I just wanted to bring up a movie that I saw very recently called Crime Wave, um, which is starring Sterling Hayden as like the hard-boiled detective. Uh, and it's about a guy who gets out of prison. He tries to like straighten out his life and uh, like a botched robbery winds up on his doorstep because um, he's got a lot of ex-bad guys that he knows and they kind of strong-arm him into working for them. Otherwise, big trouble. Uh, Is this the 53 or the 85? 53. Okay. So it's the very tail end of noir. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the actual like first the, run, right? Yeah. It's on the, you know, it's after kind of the, the, the peak of film noir. Um, but we watched it for one of our movie nights not long ago and I was blown away by it. And mm. a couple of things that are really interesting about it. I think it's 74 minute runtime. Oh, wow. Sweet. Super short. That's like a werewolf by night. Super. <laughs> I know exactly. It's super tight. The story's killer. Uh, also, since I did bring up uh, Death Wish 3, I believe, uh, <laughs> in a previous yep. uh, conversation, this is uh, Charles Bronson's first credited role. Ooh. He plays just a henchman. Little, um, little Charlie oh, Bronson. Yeah, and he's, uh, I was just looking here, he's credited as Charles Buczynski. Uh, <laughs> and he's young as hell. Uh, he's probably in his 20s, although his face looks... Yeah, it's like he's, he's still got like a, 50 uh, <laughs> but, uh, still looks like a bag of smashed he's up also hamburger. absolutely <laughs> shredded beyond anything you can imagine for that time like in the 50s and 40s yeah shredded sh was like kind of just, yeah, just smooth sort of muscular <laughs> yeah. or fat you know yeah. fat, like you could the lift a heavy thing yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like a strong He's just pure muscle, not an oh, ounce of body like fat. Freaky modern, freaky modern. Muscle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. Looks like he's going like Marvel uh, was helping him train. <laughs> uh, it's super tight story, totally awesome. I wanted to say, uh, my buddy was talking about it. Uh, Sterling Hayden uh, is larger than life in it, and apparently, they built some of the sets small. So he would look huge. No way. Like, wow. uh, and awesome. every time he's in a scene, the camera's like below, like down cool. low. Just so looming just over, it. over yeah. everything. Nice. Um, and it, it's just brilliant. And Sterling Hayden, if you don't know, he's the in uh, Kubrick's uh, The Killing. If you haven't seen that, it's a must watch. But um, I guess I'll just bring a movie since that's what I do. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 movies. Yeah. And, and if you're not on Letterboxd, uh, I know it's social media. I guess it's social media because my. I have one stickler friend who I wish was on Letterboxd, but he considers it social media, so he refuses. <laughs> uh, but uh, Letterboxd is absolutely worth checking out. Uh, I log. I started this year officially logging everything I watch. Don't go and look at what I watch because it's not nothing to be proud of. That's <laughs> uh, what I like is uh, is not you, the most highbrow stuff. You watch stuff. like Super Grindhouse and old Just, uh, yeah, horror movies. I, and, uh, revenge yeah. movies. I told my friend recently revenge that... Movies, um, yeah. I think that my favorite genre is uh, man hunting man, basically the most dangerous <laughs> game. Uh, uh, so like hard target with Van Damme. Is, uh, 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 so, uh, so, you know, I, so take that with a grain of salt before you watch right. Noah's playlist. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, like one of Tarantino's favorite movies, uh, Rolling Thunder is, uh, also a revenge flick that yeah. is a masterpiece so um, <laughs> we talked about that yeah, before we started yeah big fan of revenge um, and so next time I'll come prepared 
probably with a revenge flick for y'all to watch. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, that you just knocked out three of them for our listeners to track yeah. down. Yeah. So Crime it, Wave, nineteen fifty four. Vastly 54. different, you know, time periods too. So yeah. it's awesome. And it's uh I will say like if you're just used to watching movies that come out this year, mm-hmm. um Crime Wave will shock you as to how pro it looks. It's black and white, obviously it's gorgeous and it's tight and it's a smart script. It's really good. Uh, Mm. and sweet. You'd kind of think that if it's really old, that it's probably clunky or not good and you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it'll uh, crack that door on some film noir. Awesome. Awesome. Good recommendations. Well, there you go. Uh, we talked about some great comics. We got some great recommendations. Um, and, uh, now I think we just got to wrap this thing up. So, Uh, a little bit of breaking news. Um, we are you know, still bi-weekly now, obviously, but we will resume our weekly schedule starting with episode number 200. Yeah! Which hopefully Holy is crap. going to be something big. We got wheels turning. We'll see how it goes. Double-sized. Yeah. For Maybe. Cover. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Holographic covers. Trading card Highly included. Highly collectible. <laughs> Seven different covers. <laughs> Put them together and they make a big different cover. Yeah. <laughs> So there's going to be there'll be two weeks between number 199 and 200, and then 201 will be the week after 200. If that makes sense to everyone. <laughs> so once we hit 200, starts back on weekly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, if you're missing us in your ears every week, remember that Patreon subscribers get extended versions of all of our episodes, including this one. You will not believe some of the stuff we cut out of this. Uh, <laughs> it's all great. It's all gold. Solid it's all gold. gold. <laughs> uh, that's just four bucks a month at patreon.com slash Marvel by the month. You can catch up on the backlog. You can revisit longer versions of your favorite episodes. Yeah, that would be so fun. That would be so fun to go back and listen to the longer version. If of I, stuff if I was a fan, which I'm not, <laughs> I would listen to podcasts. I would, I would, the Mike Allred, like even if I wasn't, yeah. I would listen. I would have listened to the Mike Allred uh, episode, and I would become a patron to listen to the longer Mike Allred. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah, totally. That was a good one. Yeah, yep, for sure. Um, you can review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever you use to listen to us. Uh, take a screenshot of your five star review and send it to MarvelByTheMonth at gmail.com with your mailing address. We will put some free stuff in the mail for you. Um, someone actually just did that today. Uh, oh yeah, got an email from someone who would done a five-star review so cool. they're gonna get uh some goodies in the mail they will have already gotten goodies in the mail by the time they hear this Ooh, time travel um <laughs> if you need a prompt to get started on your review uh why not let people know what you really think of our tied for most frequent guest noah campbell <laughs> uh, <The> controversial <laughs> noah campbell <laughs> you can find us on instagram at marvel by the month and marvel by the month.com has links to our other social channels as well as our shop uh, Rob, those Make Mine Monster shirts that you designed are flying out of the shop. Everyone loves them. They yeah, are very I'm cool. So, they, so I was so pleased with that, I decided to try out the shoe template. So there are also <laughs> like van style I'm shoes. I'm pretty tempted. I won't lie. Like, I'm pretty uh, tempted. That, are, that have a, a different kind of design, but all the heads and Make Mine Monster on them. Because I was just like, I want to see what this looks like. Yeah. So it's the most stylish way to ruin your arches. Yeah, <laughs> you can get a shower curtain with this thing on it. You can get <laughs> shoes. What are you waiting for? Yeah, come on. <laughs> are you a super fan or not? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, just go go to the shop and take one look at this design and try not to buy one immediately. I yeah, dare you. That that's... is my challenge. Uh, there is at least one Emmy, Oscar, and Grammy award winning 
person uh, wearing one around town that we know of. Oh, yeah. So, Good point. That we yeah. know of. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? We could have insulted some other people that are going <laughs> to talk to us later. Yeah. Clock Sorry, Patton. Um, <laughs> that's all for now. Uh, my name is Brian Stratton. Mine is Rob Milne. And I'm Jamie Langer. We'll see you in two weeks for next month. Until then, stay inside and read comics. 